So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. Man, I hope you're having an amazing day, and I hope that things are going super well for you in your life, your career, your family, your finances, um, you know, obviously your recovery. Uh, we are just cheering you on. Uh, one thing I'm going to mention super quickly is I am an author as of February 2022. Woo woo! That is over a year ago, which is just crazy to believe. I wrote a book called The Last Relapse, and basically what I wanted to do was I wanted to take the system that we had built here at Deep Clean and make it available to the masses because uh, we have a premium product, so it's not cheap, and not everybody is looking for the program itself, but I know that most people are in need of what we have, and so the book was my way of doing that. It is my recovery blueprint, literally from A to Z, everything that you could imagine you would need to know about how to successfully recover and sustain that recovery is in this book, and you can get your hands on it at thelastrelapsebook.com, my gift to you. Today, we are talking about jealously guarding your most valuable resources, and guys, this is uh, something I am learning. And I, I think you, you guys can probably tell if you've been listening to the podcast this week, one of my principles is transparency. I think, you know, it's important to me that you guys just get the real Sathya. I never wanted to come across like, look at me, I'm so great, I got it all figured out and you guys should be more like me. Um, you know, I'm I'm learning just as much as you guys are. And sure, I've been clean for seven years, so some of the things I'm learning are probably a bit different. But to be honest, if you were to identify the core concepts and principles that undergird a lot of the life lessons I'm experiencing these days, they're not that different than what you guys should be uh, looking for when you're in recovery. And so uh, that's what I want to talk about today. Um, And really, just this is like something I am learning and something that has major, major implications if you are in uh, recovery. So um, that is where we're going to start and we'll see kind of where all of this takes us. So let me just start by saying we all have various levels of resources, um, and resources could be relationships, resources could be communities and networks, resources could be financially, it could be money, um, resources could be time, resources could be you know material items, possessions, valuables, goods. There's really no there's no end. There's no specific parameters that uh, that we can set for what is and what isn't a resource. I want to talk about two resources today that you should jealously guard with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the first is a more spiritual resource, and the second is a more, I guess, practical or earthly kind of resource. Both of them have major implications for you in recovery. The first resource I mentioned is a spiritual resource, and that is the Holy Spirit. Okay, what do I mean by jealously guarding the Holy Spirit? Well, we all have, uh, if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit within you, right? 
And the Holy Spirit is a a seal or a, a down payment, as it says in the New Testament. I believe it's in Corinthians where he's described that way. Um, it, it is a, a seal or a deposit until Christ returns. It's fascinating in, in the book of John, in chapter 16, Jesus says this fascinating statement. He says, it is to your advantage that I go away. You know, I don't know about you, if you've ever had a moment in life where you just thought, man, I wish, I just wish Jesus was right here, right? I wish he was right beside me, right in front of me, and I could just legitimately ask him. Like, I'm sure you've had that thought before. I know I certainly have. I've thought, man, how great would it be if I could just ask Jesus this question straight up? Here are the disciples in an environment where they have that level of access to Jesus. And Jesus said, actually, this situation is great, but there's one that's even better. There's one that's superior. And and it is the presence of the Holy Spirit. He says, if I do not go away, the helper or the Holy Spirit will not come to you, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And so the, the Holy Spirit is um, one of the greatest resources we've ever been given on the planet. And um, and not just one of them. It is the greatest resource. If you've ever wanted to access the things of God, the, the mind of Christ, if you've ever wanted to really understand the, the, the spiritual life and the spiritual world and 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 the things that are that are driving a lot of what takes place in our lives, well, you don't need anything more than the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians 2 says, God has revealed. Um, actually, let me start at 1 Corinthians, uh, uh, sorry, 2 verse 9. It says, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things with God, which God has prepared for those who love him. In other words, whatever you think like is great that God's given you, there's always more. It always gets better. There's always more. Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. So the the greatest resource ever is God himself. It is the heart of God. It is the mind of God. And what this scripture is saying is that we actually have access to those things by the spirit of God. It is the spirit of God that gives us access to the most incredible resources. So in your recovery journey, you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to lead you, he's going to guide you, and he's going to protect you until you reach a place of full freedom, and then he's going to help you sustain that freedom into eternity, where we lay up our treasures in heaven. That is the beauty of this kind of first resource. So you need to protect your relationship with God. You need to protect your access to the Holy Spirit. What do I mean by that? You need to regularly commune and dialogue with God. You can't just go through the motions. I don't want you to just do a devotional and so you can check it off on your box. I'm talking about actually engaging with the Holy Spirit, listening to the still small voice of God, paying attention, getting sensitive to his presence, and really making sure that you're engaging with him and interacting with him on a regular basis basis in a way that is actually personal, not simply professional or practical. The second greatest resource that you have is not so much, uh, you know, overtly spiritual, though you can make an argument that it is spiritual in nature, and that is time. Now, here's the reason I chose these two resources. If you think about the, the access to the Holy Spirit thing, there's there's nothing... Um, 
It's not like, oh, well, some people are just born with greater access to God than others. Like, it's not like money where, where admittedly, like, some people are born into better situations than other people, right? And that will affect their socioeconomic status to some degree. You know, the way you access God, I mean, sure, you could make an argument for spiritual inheritance and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that, that certainly is there. And I would say being a fourth generation pastor, I have some advantages on my side. But as far as just accessing God... <laughs> like the, the, there's no favorites there, right? He he is he's no respecter of persons. So that it, it's equal across the board. It's more or less equalized. Time is the same thing. Like it's fascinating to think that Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, Dave Ramsey, and your senior leader at your church, me and you, we all have the same amount of time today. Like, think about that. Like, those, those people that you know that are super affluent, they don't have more time. They don't have more time than you or me. They have the same amount of time every single day. The question is, how is that time being spent? And I think it's, it's one of the most overlooked concepts in our world today. We waste so much time on social media and streaming services and gossip and watching the news and stuff that is soul-sucking, stuff that is unproductive, and things that ultimately do not move us forward in the things that God has called us to. And we always barter. We, we argue, it's just a little bit here, it's just a little bit there, it's not affecting me that badly, etc., etc. The problem is that we, we don't realize the energy drain. It's not, just, it's not just the time, like the minutes, it's the energy it's the energy because if you, if let's say your your most energy is in the morning and you end up wasting it on social media and scrolling through messages on your phone and whatever, when maybe you could be more productive, maybe you could go spend time with God in the mornings. Uh, maybe you could be working on like, you know, major projects or whatever it might be. If, if you're not guarding your energy that way in like your really productive time, well, then what happens is it's not just that you wasted 20 minutes on social media. It's that it now it's now it's going to it's 20 minutes lost to productive time. And now it's going to take another 10, 15 minutes for you to really lock in and get in the zone. So let's translate this to pornography. Like how much time have you spent on sexual sin? How much time do you spend? Now, you might think, oh, well, you know, the, I mean, statistically speaking, the average viewer uh, is on a porn website for about 11 to 13 minutes, somewhere in that range. Not a very long time. But how much time did they waste leading up to it? And how much time did they waste after? Right? So collectively, how, how much time was wasted? And what could you have been doing that time with instead? So here's what I want to say. If you really want to make a recovery, okay, you really want to live a holy, blameless life. You will have to jealously guard your relationship with God and your time. Okay, I'm not talking about like some basic time management. I'm not talking about doing the bare minimum, spiritual, devotional, whatever practices you may have. I'm talking about jealously guarding these things like your success depends on them. Because in many ways, it does. Take this stuff seriously. It matters. All right? The last thing I'll say is this. You have to start small. In other words, if you realize, you know, Cynthia, I'm actually wasting so much time, I didn't even think about it. The other thing you should probably do, just a side note, is how much do you get paid per hour? 
All right. Because you might think that t- that porn doesn't cost you any money, right? You're like, oh, yeah, I, I only watch free stuff. It's, I've never paid any, for anything. Oh, yes, you have. Because your time has a price on it and you get paid for that time. So if you get paid 20 bucks an hour and you watch two hours of porn a week, or let's say on average it costs you two hours of your time from like the lead up of all the edging, the, the slip itself, and then the time after it takes you to recover and sort of feel normal again. Two hours is very conservative, by the way, for the typical man in 2023. But let's just say it was two hours and you get paid 20 bucks, uh, 20 bucks an hour. $40 a week, you're just flushing down the toilet. $160 a month, over $1,800 a year. Almost two grand a year it's costing you to watch porn. And that's only if you watch porn like two or three times a week for you know 10 minutes at a time. So those numbers get exponentially greater as you start to add it up. Probably is just worth noting. So anyways, going back, you need to start small. So what I would recommend is that you do a nice little audit of um, of your last, you know, maybe five slips, how much time did it cost you from, you know, the, all the edging leading up to it, the slip itself, and then the time after before you felt like you could focus again, how much time? Okay. Now multiply that. Okay. Take that time. Let's, let's average it out over a week. Okay. So how much time in a week does it end up costing you? Get, get an, get an amount. Okay. And then times that by 52. Well, let's times it by 50. We'll keep the numbers clean. All right. That's how many, that's how much time it costs you per year. And then times that by your hourly rate. That's what I would be doing first. I would, I would be doing your, your cost calculation here. And then all I want you to do is just ask yourself, what would you do with that money instead if you had it in your pocket right now? Okay. So I'm going to do this calculation really quick. Okay, we'll go with we'll go with what I said earlier. So two hours, okay? So we said two hours per week. Okay, that's remember, this is this is including everything, like the slip itself, the lead up, and afterwards. Okay, and times it by 50. That's a hundred hours for the year at $20 an hour is two grand. Okay, so if quitting porn could put two grand back in your pocket, what would you do with that two grand? First thing. Second thing, in your relationship with God, where like I'm, you know, giving you some encouragement, right? To ramp it up a little bit, you know, and, and prioritize this and really jealously guard it. Start small again, couple minutes, five minutes a day, five minutes a day, just intentionally convening with the Holy Spirit. It's better than 25 minutes of you doing, you know, a bunch of like scattered piecemeal going through the motions. So start there, start small, keep it simple, keep it manageable. And let's just watch what God does. How about that? So that's everything for today, guys. A little bit more practical. Um, hopefully it gets your wheels spinning a little bit. Go do that calculation, okay? Seriously, go do that calculation. That calculation, by the way, should determine probably roughly what you can afford to invest in your recovery because it means that when you get clean, you're going to get that time back. So you're going to get the money back as well. So uh, that's everything for today. Have an amazing day, guys. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, 
there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Cynthia Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.